Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, John Chapman, and hopefully everybody is doing well. Uh, the, the episode is already off the hinges. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure if you guys got to hear uh, me yelling at my 11-year-old to shut up <laughs> as loudly as I could. As soon as I hit record, he starts singing opera. Um, I, I don't. He's not an opera singer, but this is uh, the life that we have in quarantine. Um, so... I wanted to get an episode out and just talk. There's been a lot of trends, uh, transactions taking place across the NFL that affect the 49ers. Uh, we're going to be covering some comp pick explanation and update, um, detailing the new additions to the 49ers, plus some players that we have missed that have signed elsewhere. And then we're going to kind of end up, obviously going to talk a lot of draft, but uh, then we're going to end up talking about a reverse mock draft at the 13th pick which is going to be interesting we put some stuff out there on twitter that got like 20,000 impressions and a whole bunch of voting took place and so what i want to do is break down those numbers for you and kind of give you a snapshot of what um what the 49ers fan base is thinking now obviously john lynch and kyle shanahan probably have their own ideas but i think the view or the, uh, again, snapshot microcosm that we get from the fan base, uh, man, the 49ers fan base, uh, they are a passionate uh, group of people, the faithful, and they do not hold back. Their anger is always uh, on high alert, and it's one of those things where if you ask them who they like, 
Uh, you you get crickets if you ask them who they don't like. Man, that that's where the heat comes out. And so, absolutely love that. So, if this is your first time joining us, just want to say thank you. Make sure you hit subscribe or like wherever that is. And if you are watching this live on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, any of those places, uh, please uh, always interact with us. I have the chat open as well. So uh, feel free to argue amongst yourself. And if you have a question for me, please just at me, um, at John or at John Chapman, so I could see that. And I'd love to get into those questions. Appreciate all the people that are already here. And let's do a couple questions before we jump into uh, the vet talk and all the contract details that have come out uh, from Nick. What do the 49ers do if all three top wide receivers um, and top defensive end Kinlaw are already gone? Yeah, I think if that's going to be the case, you might have an offensive tackle that falls, which I know is not a sexy pick whatsoever, but... I think that or cornerback, and we're going to detail all the options at 13, Nick, um, you know, once we get to that point. But, again, if that is the case, I think offensive tackle uh, would be there. And, again, my top defensive end is actually not Ken Law. Um, it's Derek Brown. So I would not have a problem with Derek Brown, but the people did. And we'll get to all those numbers uh, from George. Uh, great to see and hear from you. Great, to, uh, man. Appreciate you joining us. I, I always want to record more. And I think for a lot of people, quarantine, uh, they have more free time. Um, not so uh, <laughs> in the Chapman household. Uh, I, I am a teacher, and the virtual classroom has been taking off, and that's a lot of fun. I really do enjoy that. But adapting all of your lesson plans and activities and testing and all that stuff to the teaching realm, it's been a lot more work. Uh Plus the addition, the 11 and 16 year older, they are at home uh, currently, and so yeah, it's it's a lot less time. Um, I'm in in between classes today, and so I wanted to be able to get a podcast out there. So I'm hoping once uh, the learning curve get skewed a little bit i'll have a little bit more time to do some more podcasts but uh that's kind of life in the chapman household um it's kind of where we are so uh real quick another thing from nick do the 49ers need to add one better wide receiver or really two yeah this is the draft for it um i do think you know we signed travis benjamin who we're going to talk about but it, he's just that veteran presence deep threat guy i don't think that you consider him a starter he hasn't really been a starter um really anywhere except for you know his last kind of place where he you know in san diego and then in la but again he's not one of those guys that you're going to consider you know a play every single down contributor but yeah there's definitely Things are going to change, and if you look at the guys that are coming back from injury, that's key too. Uh, you know, Trent Taylor was the camp standout for offense and defense. He was the training camp MVP all through last year, and he didn't take one snap. Jalen Hurd goes out there and has that two-touchdown performance and his uh, only start as a preseason game. And then his back starts to act up. You know, you're getting both those guys back. Um, who, who knows what's going to happen with Dante Pettis, things like that. Um, and so so that's kind of key. Now, and this is awesome. Thank you, George. He says, what draft capital would you be willing to trade for Odell Beckham Jr.? You know, we had some uh, – one of the kind of NFL insiders, Jay Glazer, who he's like all of the players go to. Um, that's where the, the players talk to him more than anybody else. And 
he came out, and this is an exact quote from Jay Glazer. Nope, no truth to that. Sorry, gang. I know the 49ers loved him. Again, talking about Odell Beckham Jr., but they are not trying to re, uh, trying to sign him. They are trying to rebuild draft capital, not give up draft capital. So if we're going off that, and again, this is just an NFL insider. Take his words for what you want. But it does sound like he is very well connected. Um, and so it, it does not seem like the Odell Beckham Jr. thing is going to happen. I am higher on Odell Beckham Jr. Um, than most people are. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, if, if we could swap out the number 31 pick for him, I'd do it in a second. Uh, personally, I... I, I I, I think that he is a top five talent, but uh, going with this, I don't think it's going to happen. So that's kind of where we're at with that. Now, let's jump in and let's talk about some of these transactions that have taken place. Number one, we've lost three players since we've last recorded. Sheldon Day signs with the Colts on a one-year deal. The Colts are kind of trying to mimic, uh, turn it into a little 49ers thing. They're trying to bring all our guys over there, which, hey, good franchises. That's smart. I love the Colts. I think that they are a top three team in the uh, AFC. Uh, really excited to see what they're going to do this year. Um, but anyway, Sheldon Day is gone, and that's a, that's a loss. You know, Sheldon Day got a lot of snaps for the 49ers. He started several games in the playoffs. Um, Super Bowl. He got a lot of playing time. Now, if you look at what he did in those, uh, he was a bottom five defensive player all year. Um, every single metric you look at. Uh, now, he's a huge locker room guy, very positive. Everybody loves him. Nobody's going to say anything bad about him, coaching staff or player wise. So that's, that's key. You know, you're losing some of that uh, veteran leadership undrafted free agent guy you know he goes in there he he does all that stuff that's great but he was not a very good player in this scheme um and he was constantly being attacked by other teams so you don't like to see him go but it's what it is uh, hopefully he gets a better fit he'll still be playing next to DeForest Buckner so uh fun for those guys to be together also Anthony Zettel who was somebody that we picked up in the middle of the season he signed with the Vikings a one-year deal he already played with them previously so he is gone he was the defensive end uh kind of the last rotational pass rush guy uh he is gone as well and Elijah Lee one of my favorites um linebacker that really backed up all three spots the 49ers made it known we we didn't want to bring him back, and he signed with the Lions on a one-year deal, and I think that just happened yesterday. Um, so we lost those three guys, but we brought in uh, three guys as well. The 49ers, probably one of their biggest additions is the wide receiver, Travis Benjamin, to a one-year deal. Now, he is a vet president, presence, and so he, he is a little bit older. You know, he, you go back, he's 30 years old already. And he was drafted in 2012 by the Cleveland Browns in the fourth round. Now, he is a small speed demon, deep threat, and he's played with Kyle Shanahan before. So, you know, the Shanahan Fidelity Project continues. He loves to bring guys like this in. Um, he's going to. He's not going to be a starter, so, like, chill out. Here, here's the deal. If you look at the 49ers, and if you look at where they are, you have to understand this. One, you have to get to 90-man roster. So I'm seeing a lot of people like upset every single time there's a new signing. Why didn't we go get Jerry Rice at his prime? Why are we getting this guy? You have to fill out your roster, okay? The 49ers have 73 players currently under contract. You have to get to 90. Uh, 
So we're, we've got more signings, and we only have seven draft picks. So if you want to add those seven draft picks, that puts us at 80. Guess what? You still got 10 more guys you got to sign. And so whenever you see somebody like Travis Benjamin being brought in, chill out. <laughs> One, you do need a veteran presence in that locker room. Two, um, he's somebody that knows Kyle Shanahan's system. He was with them in Cleveland for the 2014 season. Now, he was a spot uh, kind of situational role player then. He only had 18 catches but had three touchdowns on that. He's a career 15-yard per reception guy. He's a big play waiting to happen, but you're talking about a guy that will just rotate in every now and then. He's going to play that same role that Marquise Goodwin plays, but just not as a starter level. Um, there'll be several games where he won't get one target, even if he makes the roster. But this does give you a presence in the locker room, which is huge this year, uh, because one, uh, <laughs> you're not going to have time to coach up a lot of guys. You need guys that understand the system and have been around it, and I think that's kind of key. Um, so Travis Benjamin, he comes over. Uh, you know, we'll even see if he makes the final 55-man roster. I'm not sure he will. Um, also, we signed a defensive lineman, Kerry Hyder, um, undrafted free agent out of Texas Tech in 2014. Six foot two, two seventy. Um, he's played with three NFL teams: the Jets, the Lions, and the Cowboys. And here's the key thing again: Chris Kucerich. Our stud uh, defensive line coach was with him in Detroit uh, for his best season. You know, he's always just been a situational pass rusher. Think Ronald Blair Light. Uh, I forget who said that. I, I looked to go find it, and I couldn't give the appropriate person credit. I couldn't find the tweet where I saw that, but it's spot on. Very versatile defensive lineman. Can play defensive tackle, defensive end, but uh, usually comes in on pass rushing situations. And whenever he was with Chris Kucerich in Detroit, just just as a situational guy, he had eight sacks. He's not a starter, but he had eight sacks in 2016 with him. So uh, the best case scenario that we've seen with him, he's a guy that will just be one of those situational guys that comes in, um, can't have enough edge guys. That's what he does there. Also, we brought in a linebacker slash special teamer, Joe Walker, to a one-year deal, six foot two, two thirty-six out of Oregon. Um, he was drafted. He was a seventh-round pick in 2016 for the Eagles. Um, he's been with the Cardinals the last two years. Very hard hitter. Uh, one of my closest friends is a diehard Eagles guy and writes covering the Eagles. And he said he was, you know, a lot of the fans' kind of favorite. Uh, his rookie year with. Um, the Eagles, just because he showed up in the preseason games and just laid the wood on special teamers. So, on special teams. So, one of those guys, I doubt he's going to make this roster, but uh, special teams is key. And that's what he is being brought in for. Now, so we have, we lost these three, we brought in three. How does this equate with compensation picks or comp picks, as they're always called? Now, if you follow me on Twitter, <laughs> I get asked draft stuff. Odell Beckham Jr. stuff and comp picks every single time during this year. Uh, here's the deal. So let's let's get rid of a lot of the misconceptions and how compensation picks work. Okay, one thirty-two compensation picks are given out every year. Okay, so the draft is seven rounds. 
but it's really eight rounds because you have seven rounds each all 32 teams get one pick but then 32 additional picks are given out uh, so it's really eight rounds to the draft now there are some rules teams cannot receive more than four comp picks uh, comp picks can only go up to the third round so you cannot get more value than a third round pick for that also here is the formula for comp picks very simple price per year so how much money the player gets that one year it's not long term it's just one year um, so like if a player signs a five-year deal great what is his average salary per year for that's it that's all it is so money playing time postseason awards those three things you add all those up if you lose more than you gained then you get comp picks uh, now you have to be in the top 32 okay so for example um, the 49ers and, you know, I put out this, if you want to see the chart, it's pretty awesome. Overthecap.com, one, they do a hell of a job. But if you head over there and click on draft and scroll down, it shows you who the comp picks are based. If the if you took playing time and postseason awards out of it and you just focused on the contract, the APY, uh, average price per year of the deal, then it shows you what everybody would be. So, for example, let's start at the top. Okay. Currently, there are seven teams that are going to receive a third round pick next year these are 2021 picks okay but the 2021 picks are based on what the contract and 2020 season happens so for example at the top of the list is philip rivers and tom brady both of them averaging 25 million dollars per year so the chargers would get a third the new england patriots would get a third again it's the team that loses these players in free agency so if you cut somebody like cam newton just got cut if he signs with somebody else, he doesn't fit into the compensation pick. They cut him. So that's just, he's free to sign. Nobody gets awarded anything. It doesn't matter. These are just unrestricted free agents that leave your team and sign with somebody else. Byron Jones, 16 and a half. Dallas gets a third for him. Dante Fowler, um, the Rams get a third for losing him. Teddy Bridgewater, um, Jack Conklin, and Trey Waynes. Those are the only ones that receive a three. Now we're down to the fourth round status, okay? I'm not going to go through all of these, but Kyle Van Noy, he signed for 12.7, uh, Robert Quinn, 14, and all the way down the last fourth rounder is Jamie Collins at 10 million. Now here's why I bring this up. Because Emmanuel Sanders falls into the fifth round category. His deal is for $8 million a year. That's the average price per year. Now, um, he's right in the middle of that but there's not that much leeway because the last cutoff for a fifth round pick is Emmanuel Ogba who signed for 7.5 million for the Kansas City Chiefs they lost him so the idea is this currently we're the 49ers are planning to get a fifth for Emmanuel Sanders comp pick that's going to be a 2021 pick not this year okay we'll see that next year but that's only based on contract money he has to play uh, his snap count matters and also postseason awards so if he goes out there and lights it up and he's an every down starter for um the new orleans saints which i think he will be if he stays healthy that's part of it then i think that could possibly move up to a fourth but not likely um again you're talking about the end of the fourth round uh, is 10 million range he's at 8 million so he's going to have to out snap count and outplay, uh, you're talking, these are the, his competition to get up there. Jamie Collins, Kendall Fuller, Blake Martinez, uh, Javon Hargrave, Robert Quinn, and Kyle Van Noy. So if he can outperform 
Um, about half those guys, it's possible it could be a fourth, but likely it's going to be a fifth. Uh, now, if he doesn't, let's say he gets injured and he doesn't play at all, it's going to drop down to a sixth or maybe nothing. Uh, because, again, they only award out 32. So, for example, Seth Roberts, who uh, signed for $3.75 million, he is not getting Baltimore, who lost him. He's not being warranted a draft pick because there's 32 people that were paid more than him on top of that. Does that make sense? Hopefully I'm explaining this okay. Currently, the 49ers have lost more than they're brought in. And, you know, we keep bringing in a lot, and we're going to have to sign more players because, again, we have 13 roster spots we still have to fill. But um, we're probably not going to sign anybody that's close to that amount of money again he got eight million so if the 49ers do go out and we bring in a free agent and pay him eight million dollars we'd lose that fifth rounder next year because those cancel each other out they negate each other you have to lose more than you sign now if we sign eight separate players for one million that's not how that works it's a matchup based system where they cancel each other out so for example if we look at levine toilolo Okay, we lost him. He went out and signed a $3 million deal. So that would have been close to getting us a sixth or a seventh round draft choice. But here's what happened. We then went and signed Tom Compton for $3 million. Those contracts negate each other out. So they're both literally scratched off. Now, playing time and all that stuff will play into it. But that's how it works. Again, uh, we lost Anthony Zettel, which we talked about earlier, but we signed Kerry Holder. They cross each other out. We lost Sheldon Day, but we signed Travis Benjamin. They cross each other out. So that's how it works. But we don't have any contract close to Emmanuel Sanders. So that's probably going to be a fifth round pick. Hopefully, um, that clears up some of that, um, but that's what it is. Uh, this is a question from Mark. Why do we need to be at 90? Why not just go in with like 55 or 60? Um, technically, you could, but these are more players that don't count against the salary cap, mind you, because, again, only the top 53 contracts count against the salary cap. So a lot of these league uh, veteran minimum guys and whatever else, they're not going to count against the salary cap. So even if they're getting their million dollars a year, it's just the top 53 contracts that make up the salary cap number. So Mark, the reason why you want all 90 is injuries, uh, guys like Emmanuel Mosley, like he would have been a victim of that. He was cut by us and brought back. Marcel Harris was cut by us and brought back. So you want as many bodies as you can, um, just so you can see uh, what, what happens. You never know with injuries. Somebody might surprise you, whatever else. So every single team in the NFL does go into training camp, which we have no clue when or if there will be a training camp. Um, but, you know, Kirk hit Herb Street, and a lot of people came out today just saying people that think there's going to be an NFL season this year are fooling themselves. Um, I, uh, who knows? Now, the one thing that we do know about the NFL, the draft is happening, and they are not pushing the draft back. Goodell sent a memo out to every single team saying the draft will be held um, April 23rd through 25th. So they're not pushing it back and they're saying, look, you're going to have to deal with it, figure out the way that you're going to do it without getting a large group together. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting, but uh, this is where we at. So <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to see what happens there. Uh, now let's jump into 
Um, also, Ronald Blair contract details came out. This is the end of compensation pick because he doesn't count. Uh, he was ours. We kept him. Uh, it came out to a one-year deal for $2.2 million, Really, 2.3. It was like $2.29. Um, but this is also a new interesting thing uh, with the new CBA because they have what's called a veteran salary bonus. So he's getting 2.2 on a one-year deal. So he should count 2.2 off of the salary cap. However, you get two players per team that count as a veteran salary bonus, and basically that's $1 million off the salary cap. So his cap number is only 1.2. Um, which is awesome. So basically it's like a coupon <laughs> for the salary cap and it's an effort. The the uh, Players Association wanted this put in to help uh, teams retain veteran guys while they're still getting paid and it doesn't hurt against the cap. So where teams were just discarding veterans because you could just pick up uh, rookie contracts because they're so much cheaper, this is a way to kind of combat that uh, so ronald blair i i cannot tell you guys this enough the dude is a great football player and i'm telling you he is going to be getting starting level snaps um whether that's at the defensive tackle spot that buckner left or eric armstead takes over the tackle spot and blair takes over the eric armstead role like i'm telling you right now this front office sees blair as a long-term starter um, and a big reason why he just signed a one-year deal is because he understands his role for this team, and basically he fits the system perfectly, but this allows him to come play one more year to prove himself in a starting capacity coming off an injury. Um, this guy's going to get big-time money next year. If he stays healthy, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a 10 to $12 million a year player. Uh, I, can't, I, I, I wish I could buy stock in Robert, Ronald Blair Incorporated because this guy, uh, he's going to be one of the next key starters for this team defense. So um, anyway, now let's talk. Two different options, and this is going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm going to need y'all's patience a little bit here. So let's talk about pick 13, okay? And then we're going to finish. We're going to talk pick 13 in our reverse mock draft. Then we're going to talk some trade options at pick 31. But for right now, let's just focus at pick number 13 um, and before we do that i do have to say i uh, just thank you so much for our sponsors betonline.ag um, and here's the deal with currently no nba nhl or mlb um, you might think there's nothing to bet on well you'd be wrong um, our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports events and games to wager on um, or you can let them bring vegas to you they have an online casino blackjack all that stuff it's open 24 hours a day um, it's all online uh, including their seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar poker series which if you want to check that out that is awesome as well so if you're into prop betting and entertainment betting survivor big brother american idol all that stuff even stock prices or the weather they will let you bet on anything visit their website today Day, receive a hundred percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Blue Wire, um, B L U E W I R E, one word. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. These guys are awesome. Again, that's BetOnline. Head over there. Um, bet on the weather. That just, uh, man, in California, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you can make some money on that somehow. Now. Let's jump into our breakdown. Uh, here's what I did. I asked and I created this rubric and I said, look, 
These are all the players that are possibilities at pick number 13. Okay. I want everybody to tell me who is the player they don't want. The least liked player for the 49ers at pick 13. So let's go through these players. Wide receivers, I put three of them up there. C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. At offensive tackle, I put all four of the big boys up there. Okay, uh, Jedrick Wills um, out of Alabama. Uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Mekhi Becton out of Louisville. And Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Then I put the cornerbacks up there as well. Um, C.J. Henderson out of Florida, uh, Kristen Fulton out of LSU, and two defensive tackles. So Derek Brown uh, out of Auburn, and Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. So these are the, the players. So that's 3, 7, 9, that's 11. So let's assume at least two quarterbacks go um, in the top whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, Tua Tagovailoa and, of course, Burrow. They're both gone. So that's 13 players. Now, I even put in there, don't do, they're going to be gone or whatever. I don't care about that. I just care who's the one player you do not want. And it was really interesting because a lot of people chimed in and a lot of comments and a lot of great conversations took place. And again, if you don't follow me on Twitter, I strongly recommend doing it. And if you're not a Twitter app person, this is the perfect time to learn. Um, at JL underscore Chapman, uh, head over there and just say what's up. Uh, if you have any questions about stuff, that's the fastest way to get to me. Um, I try to answer every single question that comes across there. Sometimes they get a little too busy, but um, that's the best way to do that. Now, here's the amount of people that went out of their way and said, this is the one player I don't want. Okay, Now, a lot of people said, I don't want any wide receivers. I didn't count those. Uh, I only follow the people that uh, whatever. So here we go. Let's talk about wide receivers. Okay, so C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. So the most votes that they did not want, Henry Ruggs got eight votes, uh, C.D. Lamb six, and Jerry Judy got one. Now, this is interesting in and of itself because if we just talk pure fits uh, with the 49ers scheme, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs are absolutely perfect fits for what Kyle Shanahan uh, wants and values as a wide receiver. Now, C.D. Lamb... Um, I don't think fits as well just because of the route concepts that he never ran in college. Um, and he's not as fast as the other guys. Uh, he is fast, but you know, four five Oh, he's, but he's not near as fast as the other ones. Now I personally, I have CD lamb as my number one wide receiver, but I don't think he fits what the 49ers do the best. And I have all three of these guys close to each other. Jerry Judy, um, I think, fits perfectly. But the fact that he only got one vote, um, Ruggs got eight votes, I, I think it, it's a testament to... We've seen over and over again teams that will overspend or just go get that super fast wide receiver, and it hasn't really panned out. Um, but Ruggs, I think, is a little bit different, and maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. But the idea, um, he... He's a good wide receiver that runs very good routes, has amazing hands. He just happens to be super fast. That's a bonus. Uh, whereas if you look at somebody like John Ross, uh, he's just a speed guy. Uh, that's he's, he's, he's a speed guy who happens to be wide receiver. I think Ruggs is a little bit different. Now, offensive tackles, uh, <laughs> people spoke very, very uh, quickly. Mekhi Becton. Six foot seven, three sixty nine out of Louisville. He is just the biggest man uh, in the NFL. Once he gets here, like him and Trent Brown, uh, yeah, they're they're mirrored to each other. 
he received the most votes with 10. People did not want him. And here's the deal. He's not a scheme fit. We saw Kyle Shanahan had Trent Brown and traded him away for a third. Um, I don't think that they'll go get another one. Now, the difference between Trent Brown and Mekhi Becton is Mekhi Becton is very, very mobile. You saw him run just barely over uh, the 540, the 5-second 40. But I, I do agree he's probably not the best outside zone blocking uh, tackle. Uh, pass pro is wonderful. Uh, now, Thomas was next, Andrew Thomas. And he's different because he is a perfect fit uh, in the outside zone system. But I think he received a lot of votes because 13 might be a little rich for him. And whenever I first created this, you know, I, I was, I was kind of stuck because – I wasn't sure if I wanted to include Thomas in this or not. I think 13 is a little rich for him. Um, you know, over at the Draft Network, they have him ranked 18th overall. So it might be a little bit of a reach, but if you want one of those clear-cut top tackles, Andrew Thomas is there. And again, uh, he, he fits what the 49ers do. Now, the other two tackles are interesting, and... I can't believe Tristan Wirfs got any votes. He got three votes. That's the offensive tackle out of Iowa, uh, six foot five, three twenty-two. He fits. Iowa tackles work. Uh, it's just what it is. Their bust rate is very, very low. Kirk Ferentz does a hell of a job producing offensive line talent. I, I, I was really surprised that he got votes. I think he's going to be the first tackle gone. And then there's Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama, six five, three twenty. The issue with him. Is it him? It's Alabama offensive tackles, uh, offensive linemen in general outside of Ryan Kelly, I think at center. Um, the bust rate is just nuts. Um, but he received three votes. And so I do think that he is a great prospect. Again, he's rated eighth uh, overall over on the Draft Network. Again, that's a wonderful site if you haven't played around there yet. So again, if we just look at the offensive tackles, Wills and Wirfs got three votes, Thomas seven, and Mekhi Becton ten. And again, votes are a bad thing <laughs> in this. These are what people don't want. Now let's look at corners because here's the deal. The 49ers have a need at corner. It's a premium position. And Jeffrey Akuda is going to be gone by the time we get to uh, pick 13. He's the third overall rated player according to the Draft Network. So that just kind of lets you know. So I just included C.J. Henderson from Florida and Christian Fulton from LSU. Christian Fulton got the most votes of the entire thing. He got 22. In fact, he got so many votes, he almost doubled the second place vote getter. Uh, so 22 people do not like this kid. Now, I, I, I'm not quite sure why um you know six foot 200 pounds very fast his tape i i have him as my 10th overall player um and i have him ranked higher than cj henderson but cj henderson is cleaner 6'1 202 out of florida uh but he received seven votes but it's weird because people want a corner but i don't think that they're in love with where christian fuller at 13 um, again, he's the 17th overall player on the draft network, uh, his ranking over there. And so it is interesting to me why team, why 49ers fans really don't like this kid. Uh, personally, I think pick 13, um, I would like a wide receiver if that option is there with the top three, but if it's not there, I think corner is a very important need. Um, you know, Richard Sherman's in the last year of his deal, Manuel Mosley, even if you're in love with him and you think he's going to be your long-term solution at one corner spot, um, you have to plan for life without Richard Sherman. And I don't think Akella Witherspoon is that guy I want to make a plan around. Um, perhaps he rebounds this year 
and can earn a starting spot, but he only has one year left on his deal as well. So you're looking at going into 2021 with just Emmanuel Mosley on the outside. Perhaps DJ Reed is a guy that you think could step up out there, but you're going to have to get more bodies, and it's a premium spot. Um, Christian Fulton, I don't think, is going to be there at 31. Perhaps I'm wrong, uh, but this is one I was a little dumbfounded by. Um, the fact that so many people were so anti-Christian Fulton. Uh, his ceiling is nuts. It is a bus position. And, you know, we see corners drafted all the time that don't pan out. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. Now, defensive tackle. Let's jump over there because the, I thought that this one, I was a little shocked. I have a very big gap between Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw. I love them both, and I think that they're both absolutely studs they're almost identical body weight wise uh both 6-5 Derek Brown's 318 Javon Kinlaw's 315 now the difference between Javon Kinlaw is his story is nuts okay uh formerly homeless um dropped 40 pounds in one year to get more athletic and he is that uh he is all over the place sometimes he takes plays off sometimes he chases wide receivers down 30 yards down the field he's just not very consistent uh but he was forced to play non-stop you're gonna have to put him in a rotation Derek brown he's the meanest person on the field since indama can sue uh, I, I put out a tweet and a video clip. He leads the nation in suplexes. Like, he doesn't try to tackle you. He tries to kill you. Very, very mean. Um, impossible to block. And my favorite thing about Derek Brown is his best games are against draft prospects. And so whenever you watch the game of Auburn versus LSU and he's played against two offensive guards that are going to be in the NFL and probably second and third round picks, he destroyed both of them. Um, I, I think Derek Brown, I have him as a top five player. I have Kinlaw as a top 16 player. Um, and that's, you know, D Derek Brown, the draft network rankings, six for Brown, 16 for Kinlaw. But the votes by the faithful, they said 12 people didn't want Brown and 11 didn't want Kinlaw, which tells me two things. Faithful don't want to draft a defensive tackle. I think the 49ers are tired of spending all this draft capital um, on the defensive line, even though it's working. Um, I think they want to see somebody else that's not seen as um, a weakness. Where is, are they going to start? These are three technique guys. They could start um, at the nose position and move to the three technique and pass rushing plays. But I think people want to see how the backups are going to pan out. So again, I, I think that this kind of gives us a good little snapshot of what the people want. So if we look at it, let's flip the numbers backwards. And just based on this, in the order of it, people would be very happy with Jerry Judy. They'd be happy with uh, Wills or Wirfs, either of the offensive tackles. And then after that, there's a huge drop-off. Uh, we get C.D. Lamb. Then we get... Uh, Thomas, the other offensive tackle, we get Henry Ruggs, and then there, we're now in the back half, right? Uh, guys like C.J. Henderson, Kinlaw, Brown, um, Kai Becton, and then obviously Christian Fulton. People do not want that guy, which, hey, <laughs> it's it, probably who they're going to take now because we told them uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's one of those things that once you know 
as long as this doesn't happen, I'm going to be happy. And then that one thing happens. <laughs> it's what it is. But um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the early morning edition podcast today. Um, head over to Twitter if you haven't already. Engage with me over there. We're going to be talking. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff. But uh, hopefully you guys get to listen to this over the weekend for the traditional podcast listeners. But I appreciate it. Um, and, man, as always, stay strong, faithful, stay safe. Good Lord. Stay inside. Quick going outside, people. Uh, let's get through this. Let's finish this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.